you for listening to this message from the Northgate. So we're extremely honored to have pastors Brad and Sarah Beth with us from Kentucky and pastors David and Christy Bracken from Virginia. Can we honor them, Northgate? This is our family. I have been praying and talking about this weekend for a long time before I knew this weekend was ever and when what was going to happen. But I knew that we had to have a moment where the three fathers of the North were together in a room. And soon Ben Robbins will be a part of this as the North and Midwest as well. But I know that the next two days are going to be very significant for us. And so with that, I want Pastor David Brackens to come and just speak into us and into this offering tonight. God is, Yahweh is doing something pretty significant right now. It's pretty amazing. I mean, this whole weekend might have just been for me. Wouldn't that be okay, Ray? That's right. When I look around this room, I see some faces that um, were with us on April 18th in 2018 when Apostle Damon came to our house and you guys were there with us. It was such a point of connection. It's something we've always felt connected in such a way to this house and to the Northgate family. And I look around this room, I see young people who were at those youth camps where me and Mama Christy were the dorm mom and dad. To see what God's done in your lives, man, it's just like blowing me away, man. just say that um, I want to honor Jimmy and Mama T. I said it to my wife uh, when we were down for youth camp. I said, man, they're doing something right because I certainly feel this feeling. Come on, man. Family. It's different here. It's different here. I've been in a lot of churches. A lot. It's different here, man. I honor you, bro. Nah, man, it's culture. I think it was even in that other building when Apostle came and said, man, there's a necessity to honor a mother and a father. And I feel like, man, that was a night where some things have shifted and there have been some separation. That always comes when the word of the Lord comes because people just don't know how to honor that or don't, don't know how to what to do with that. Yeah. Yeah. 
But man, you guys, I honor you because the feeling of family that we feel here, the connection between you guys as North Gators, as family, is pretty significant. And it's, it's not it's not status quo. It's, it's special, man. And it's, it's really neat to me. It's a culture that I'm wanting to bring home to Deep River Chapel. It's, a, it's one of the reasons that I think has been so important and what's been on your heart for cross-pollination yes. is so that even my leadership team and all of them but one family's here with us tonight, man, that's pretty significant. And I know the other ones are home watching right now. Come on, Virginia. Come on. Come on, Virginia. And there is a, there's a necessity to come into a place of family. to lay some things down and to, you know, I mean, I'm not taking all, a whole bunch of time, but I just got a few things I need to say. I've heard Apostle talk about it many times when he talks about even young people who are dating. But sometimes you just got to take off after the Lord and you just got to look around and stop worrying about who's not running with you and just look around and see who's running beside of you. You just got to run as hard as you can after Yahweh and not worry about who's not with you, but look around and see who's running as fast as you are and as hard as you are. And that's family right there. Those are the people who are coming along beside of you and saying, we're hungry for what you're hungry for. And we want to walk with you and we want to walk, run with you towards the things that we're hungry for. And it's not just presence as a word. I am. I'm, I mean, I get so tired of hearing people say, "Oh, we want the presence, honey. We want Yahweh, and when He's here, His pre- He's here. It's not just this thing we seek. I want the presence. He's got to be with us, man. And if He's with you, and you come into the room, guess what? He's with you, and He's in the room. And man, it's family when you guys come together, man. And it's special. It is. And I'm not worried at all about these empty seats, man. I think that's awesome. I do. Because I'm one of those people that'd rather be in a room full of about 10 or 12 giants than 120 average people. Man, I want a room with the giants, man. And there's some in this room. There's some in this room. And I just want to speak into you to continue to flow into that connection and family. Honor what God's doing here, man, because it is special. What these young people have here, man, is special, man. That comes because a mother and a father have set the pace and have set an example. It's good, man. I think it's really important, too, uh, to remember one thing that Apostle's teaching us about finances. There are three keys to spiritual and kingdom finances. And uh, one of them is honor. One of them's honor. And that's a that's a tough one. One of the other ones is the ability to delay pleasure or to be able to say no to yourself. But I think honor is the harder one. 
if we really, really search our heart, man. Sometimes it's it's hard to honor with our finances, especially when you're running low. But you gotta it's you gotta step out, you gotta take you gotta have faith, man. He's gonna keep his promises. He's gonna take care of you. And it's a step in the right direction to honor. And I think it's super important that we honor Brad and Sarah Beth because uh, you want to talk about a point of connection to Apostle. This couple, man, is a de- is a door, yeah, a gate to that. And um, and I just want to honor you guys too, man. I mean, I know we're not, we don't know each other very well, but it's well enough. What you brought to our house, Sarah Beth, when you came for Unlock the Box. I'll never forget that, man. I know what it meant to my wife, man. It rocked our world. The things you spoke, never forgot those things, man. I mean to tell you, I mean, I don't. I, none of y'all hardly even know me, probably. I've never been, I've been running with this I became a son to Apostle Damon April 18th, 2018. I've never been asked to speak anywhere. I've never been asked to take up the offering. This is my first time. So so not many people can hear me. You, you never heard me. But I'm telling you, what's happening here tonight is significant, man. It is. It's big. It's deep. It's not shallow. This isn't surface. It's so easy to pass that by and think, oh, yeah, man, that's awesome. Everybody's crying, whatever. I'm telling you, man, there's something going on here now. There's something taking place in this house tonight. It's awesome, man. It's awesome. So I just want to say, continue to just go as family. Everything else is going to come into place, man. It's going to come into place. Honor your mother and your father in this house, man. Run as hard as you can after Yahweh, and the family's going to keep up. Amen. Amen. We're going to honor Brad and Sarah Beth tonight by our finances. You know what? You, you, it's, a, it's one of the biggest Christian cliches in the world, but you cannot outgive God. You cannot do it. He's going to give it back to you, man. Press down, shaking together, and running over. Shall he give into your bosom? Amen. I'm going to get Mama Christy on this microphone before this weekend's over. So I have an elder sitting in the back in the sound booth, and I can remember watching him begin to accelerate into a new day. And it was in a prayer meeting. Michael would never touch a microphone. And I remember encouraging him and what came out of that and what we have as an elder in the house. I believe that exhortation is going to launch you into things that you've dreamed about. We were all there when Apostle said, it's on you too. The same way it's on Brad, the same way it's on Jimmy, the same way it's on Mark, it's on you too. And when you started speaking, I watched Jimmy Cook to stand up because the first trip we took as a spiritual father and son, 
was to Virginia. And I remember riding home with him and he goes, man, the river's deep there. So Deep River Chapel is perfect. And the wineskin has been prepared. So now that the wineskin has been prepared and you two have been stretched, now comes the pouring. Come on, Northgate, now comes the pouring. This ain't no big conference of 400 people. We can take our time a little bit. We can take our time a little bit here on a Saturday night. Because as he began to speak about new things and new beginnings, I'm telling you our connection to Apostle D, Brad Custer was the first brother that ever came and spoke at Overtaken. I was just reminded of that. We met in Chattanooga. After I, Who all went to the Chattanooga trip? Raise your hand. Look around here, Brad. That's when we met. That's when it all started. And we didn't know it, but I baptized Landon Black with Matt Putman in the Tennessee River in that Chattanooga meeting. There was pictures of it before I ever knew who Landon was. Don't tell me the Lord don't know what he's doing by interweaving this thing together. Brad was the first brother I met begin to connect with him before I ever connected to the apostle and him and Sarah Beth opened a gate for Tina to come lead worship in 2015 and that's when it all shifted. who was a part of that gathering in Kentucky raise your hand and look at how things begin to expand and grow now some of you that ran with me in the early days I've not traveled since 2016 except for to Virginia and Kentucky and I went to Indiana one time. But I want you to begin to hear me on this. When I used to travel, I always took kids with me. Not next weekend, but the following weekend, August 26th and 27th, we're going back to Virginia. And I'm taking our teenagers with us. And Northgate, I'm asking you, if you feel, you know how I say this, this ain't obligation, you need to hear from the Lord. We're going to go and help begin to pour new wine into Virginia this is what this is about with Kentucky and Virginia in the room this is what this is about this is what this is about family apostle said a long time ago it's not a geographic location it's a people and I'm just as much home as I hear as I am in Virginia as I am in Mobile as I am in Kentucky this is it so tonight as we sow we sow into the family and we sow into a major gate called the Custer family, which is a major gate for me and Tina. And we love you and your children dearly. And we celebrate Ratcliffe, Kentucky. And I'm telling you, Northgate, you don't know this. I don't talk about it a lot publicly, but I'm going to say this publicly. And Brad can attest to this. Everything that they have done, we literally are in a four-year delay of walking the same exact path they walk. I'm telling you, we're right around the corner from owning our plaza. I said we're right around the corner from owning the centerpiece of the city. And Gideon don't need 32,000 people to do it. He just needs what you said. 
So I'm asking everybody in this room to be faithful and be honorable right now. And listen, this is just as much worship in this moment. If you're watching, by the way, of live stream, you can scan the QR code. You can give the tithe. You can go to our www.thenorthgateoh.com. You can give. There's all kinds of ways to give. And I'm telling you, if you're watching, by the way, of live stream, Kentucky, Ohio, Virginia, this offering is significant because I'm going to make sure that this offering goes and honors appropriately. Which means in this, this house will honor them appropriately. We'll honor CJ appropriately. But David and Christy, I want you to understand, we're going to honor you appropriately. Because many times we honor preaching and we should. We honor the worship leading and we should. But we also should learn to honor obedience. And for them and their leadership to be in this room tonight deserves honor at the highest degree. Because you're fathering our people by being in this room tonight. He is a father and she is a mother in a ark and they're here this weekend. Why? Because they know the significance of the obedience to be in this room will bring more significance the next time they're back in their room. Man. Man. And that goes same for Brad and Sarah Beth. They were with us in Alabama last weekend. This is two weeks they'll be away from home. But the obedience will be worth it. Man. Cookie, I know you're fired up. You're stirred. Do you have something on your heart for him? Come up here and encourage him. Can we just be family a little bit in here? This will happen when Brent came. We're us. We're Northgate. We're us. Man, I just. I just heard one phrase when you were. We see you. We see you. When we go places and the the sons and the the names and we see you, man. And I... Our family, the top down, the bottom, with the microphone, we all see you. Yeah. Come on, let's stand to our feet in this place. Nika, come here as a kingdom builder. I want you to bless this offering. I want you to bless these finances. Come on, you're a well of wealth. Know who you are, daughter. You're you are a well of wealth. Your family, your husband, your are a well of wealth. Yahweh, we're so grateful for you tonight. Father, I thank you for the tools of wealth that you've given to sons and daughters. Help us to steward these properly. Father, I ask for specific numbers into the hearts of the sons and daughters and 
this house tonight, specific, specific Holy Spirit speak to us. And I thank you for the good Father that you are. The blessings that are gonna come over this garden, this cross-pollination, this garden that you're creating between the sons and daughters. I'm so thankful for the Lord. I thank you that it was at this house our prophet was seated, Lord. So I thank you. I thank you that the gift of the prophetic is on this house. I thank you for the gift of the prophetic, Father, this peace that is in this house, Lord. So prophetically speak to the sons and daughters tonight, Father. Speak to us, Holy Spirit. We know your voice. We know it well. So I thank you for the gift of the prophet. I thank you for the prophetic winds that are coming through this house. Woo. I just, I was reminded that Prophet Mike was seated in your guys' house with Apostle. I was reminded of that. It's on your life. It's on your life. You're special. You're different for a reason. Okay, you hear things differently. Woo. And it's on your life. It's on her life and it's on your life. I can see it all over you. Father, I thank you for the encounters of angels that she says, Holy Spirit. Teach her, Holy Spirit. Come on, family, let's pray for her. Father, I thank you. I thank you that she's not rejected, Lord. I thank you that she is accepted in your kingdom because she knows your voice, Holy Spirit. She knows your voice, Father. If anyone is a friend of you, it is this daughter, Lord. So I pray healing right now, Father. I pray healing right now. Ooh, this gift is not a curse. It is a blessing. I thank you for the dreams over her father. I thank you for the intercession, Lord. I pray for the spirit of wisdom to assist her father. He's going to start assisting you. You're special, you're everything with the next generation in mind. It's absolutely perfect that when we say we're going to honor the fathers of Kentucky and Virginia, God gives a word to the next generation. Do everything with the next generation in mind. Something's about to happen in the youth of Ohio, Kentucky, and Virginia. Come on. 
The winds are stirring, aren't they, Dale? There's already talk in Arkansas, Missouri, what's happening here. Come on, when you give tonight, give with the next generation in mind. I'm telling you, this is how I think, man. On weekends like this, I'd, I'd rather push a plate away. I'd rather skip a lunch to make sure I give extravagantly. That's just how I roll, man. When I'm in Alabama, it's not. When I'm in a corporate gathering, honor has to go to the next degree. Honor's always in my heart. But even on times when I come into a meeting and I'm thinking, I'll look at Tina and be like, ah. She's like, what do you think we're going to give? I'm like, I don't know. She already knows. She knows as soon as I get in His presence, His character comes alive in me and I can't do anything. I can't resist it. I can't resist but give. Man, realize what's happening in this room tonight which will be even more of a setup for tomorrow night. Because you want to know what he thinks about all of us in this room? I'm not withholding one good pleasure from you. That's how Abba thinks about you. So I just want his character to get all over me. And I want his character to get all over us. Man. Come on. Come on. Come on. Just as much as Apostle said, yep, you're a part of this, so are you. And so is Buddy, and so is Billy. And your tears for your brothers are being recorded right now. Your tears... The, the Bible says that he, Abba records your tears. Your tears, baby girl. Little sister, you know what that feels like. In Kentucky, when she sat in her brother's arms, and it was a game changer for you, wasn't it, Caden? So that's why we're going homeschool, and we're going all across the Midwest to show a generation that Abba loves them. And it started last year in Kentucky. You have no idea how significant opening your house was for us. Look at this. As soon as I mention it, they go right back to the counter of Kentucky. If you weren't the gate. So you can look back and remember in Ohio the same way they can look back and remember Kentucky. Put your arms around me, boys. Because I don't want Caden to ever lose that. Get ready, Bill and Beth. Get ready for the phone calls. Even in two weeks from Virginia. Dad, you're not going to believe what happened. You're not going to believe who he prayed for. You're not going to believe what God has done. Come on, just sit here, parents and grandparents, and pray in the Spirit a minute for the next generation. We honored the ramp well, and I'm not afraid to say it. And we've honored our apostle well, so we will reap in the next generation. We will reap in the next generation. 
God give Kentucky, Virginia, and Ohio the largest youth movement America's ever seen. Give us the next generation, God. We'll take Generation C. We'll take them, Lord. When nobody else wants them, we'll take them, Lord. We'll prepare our houses for the sons and daughters. Even when Billy and Buddy look at you when you get home, it'll be different. produce over 1,000 different sounds. It says that is because the part of the brain that's responsible for creating sound is bigger in nightingales than in any other bird. So God's put a different sound in you because there's going to be so many come out of you that's going to draw so many people because there's different people out there looking for a sound. Sweetheart, and you carry the sound. It's different, but it's amazing. So don't ever stop up that sound because there's other nightingales that are longing to hear your sound. There's other nightingales that are longing to hear your sound. I'm telling you, in this reverence, in people be like, you don't give an up. Yeah, yes you do. In this right here, in this right here, I'm giving, I'm giving in this right, because I don't want this to end and I don't want this to ever stop and I want to honor all that I was doing. So I give, so I give into this. Watching my live stream, you give into this. Especially if you're at home and you're looking for the shift, you give into this. And then you get here or you get to Kentucky or you get to Virginia or you get to Mobile or you get to Covington or you get to Aubrey or you get to Edmonton. Get to a father's house. Get to Somersville. honor you Abba we honor you that we can give into your kingdom and this this offering will multiply across the northern region come on Northgate by the way of the Northgate by the way I'm telling you Something happened in me when Bryn was here and something happened to him the last time he was in Mobile and this northern region's being opened. This northern region is ready for revival.
was praying for you too, David, in pre-service prayer. I went into an encounter and I walked into your church and I came up to you and I said, what's going on here? Because there's supposed to be a service, but everyone is just huddled together weeping. You just looked at me and said, I have no idea. We just got in the atmosphere in the tomb of life. There's more to you. There's more than meets the eye in you. Don't you count yourself out or too small. Don't you dare. There's healing well at your house. There's a healing well in you. So, Papa, I pray. Luke 5, 17, atmosphere is over the deep river because it says in the book of Ezekiel where the river goes, there's life. And I declare, there is life at Deep River Chapel. There's life in Parisburg. And I don't care if it looks like anybody else. You told me in that encounter, I don't know what happened. We just got in the atmosphere. Tumor fell off and just disappeared. That's the house that you lead, and you're no longer just a pastor. You're becoming a papa. You just have to believe it. Chrissy, I was praying for you. I was reminded my old roommate used to play this silly game, and he would snap his fingers and go, snap his name in the game. And I kept hearing a snap, and I'm like, what is that? And I was seeing bands snap off of people's expectations from you. And then I saw you as a little girl. Pressure and the weight that people expected you to take care of them all the time. I don't know anything about you, family, or past, but there's an expectation of people that constantly pulled that made you give up on yourself. And I say it ends tonight. You're not a ball and chain to this man. You're the wind in his sails. Come on. I snap off right now. Every false expectation of people that has easily beset you for a lifetime. And I say, you're a woman of God. You're a Proverbs 31 woman. You bring value to the table. You are significant. And you are the wind of this man's sails and a sail in his family. So rise up. Rise up, woman of God. It's time to see yourself rightly. Second time recently, Zacchaeus came to mind. And Zacchaeus thought of himself too small. But he climbed a tree of devotion to get another view of him. And when Jesus saw him in the tree of devotion, he said, Zacchaeus, prepare your home. I'm coming to your house. And Zacchaeus just made a bunch of declarations of what he's going to do. And I'm telling you, when I was in Kentucky, frequency came alive again. I was identified in your house and in Kentucky, I came alive and I stopped questioning me and I told them I came alive again. I'd say it all the time, don't I? Something changed in me in Kentucky, I came alive. And I'm telling you, don't judge yourself because the walls of the system aren't yet full. Do you hear what I'm saying? I saw you at the sledgehammer to your office wall and I have no idea this may not be physical at all, but I saw you take a sledgehammer to your office wall and you put a big hole in it and I saw you through that hole and you had the biggest smile and biggest freedom in your face. And I'm like, what is this? 
this first I thought it was just construction or expansion or something. And I was like, no, no. What protected you and insulated you from others? What was a wall that came down? I kept thinking of the song Reckless Love. Every wall I'll kick down, every lie I'll tear down coming after you. And Brad, your office is about ready to get wide open. And walls that separated you from them. He's given you the word like a sledgehammer that breaks every foundation that comes against what he said about you. Don't you give up. Because I see worship leaders, people like Josh Howard. I'm telling you, CJ was just the first fruits. Just the first fruits. And they're coming, youth pastors, people that stumbled, they just couldn't get it. And the system only cared about using their gift and they were not useful. They just got rid of them. They're coming to you. And they don't care how many people are there. They don't care what it looks like. You know why you had to change the entire scenery there? Because you're not supposed to be in church. You're a living room. And Papa's getting ready to take his seat in your living room. That's why I said pre-service prayer. You better get ready. I kept hearing Habakkuk 2 too. Take the vision, write it down, make it plain so that those that may run may run with it. Though it tarry, it'll come and it'll pass in its time. They're coming to the living room. They're coming to the living room and they're going to find life. Don't think of yourself too small. And I don't know, I'm not sure apostles will pray about this. But Chris Mathis was a gate. I couldn't get off in prayer. Chris Mathis is a gate for you. And don't write off anything that comes through that gate. If people identify and say, we we need you, I'm not telling you to do whatever. You run that through apostle. I'm saying, don't write off anything that comes through that gate. Because God is opening your office. You don't know this, but one of the young ladies that he has had to start leading worship is with us. I want, can you come here? Thank you, Bryn Waddell, for releasing the wild back in me. Can we anoint her as a sound of Kentucky? And I declare over you, Kentucky thunder will come out of your belly. The thunders of the throne room. Come on, some of my leadership. Yeah. Brad as her as the papa that she serves under. Send her into the throne room.
Come on, pray in the Spirit, Northgate. Come on, come on, come on. This is a house of intercession. Come on, we're sending her. There's a father sending her to the deep. Deep cries out to deep. you lead your home well you're a man of God you are bold you're a leader papa come on I pray over this marriage that from this day forward this marriage will be sealed like never before this marriage is a frame within a frame within a frame in this home from this day forward there is no obstacles there is oh I declare righteousness peace and joy in the Holy Ghost over your home the system will never speak into your marriage ever again the system Ohio hole. You're leaving Ohio hole. Kentucky better get ready. There's a mother and a father coming with the sound of thunder. Come on, pray in the Holy Ghost. Come on, Northgate. You're a house of intercession. Come on, Kentucky. Come on, Kentucky! I declare the well of Cane Ridge is wide open. I declare the well of Cane Ridge is wide open. Come on! Open up, you ancient wells. Open up, you ancient gates.
about you, Ohio, but in Virginia, I'm ready to see Kentucky come into their fullness. They are a bridge. They are a ladder. They are an eight. Oh, come on. They're an open heaven. Come on, we declare the glory of Abba over Kentucky. engaged in these moments because you have no idea what you're opening for yourself we've lived in the life independent Christianity for too long yes they are getting blessed but they are a part of us and this happening in them is significance for Virginia it's significance for Ohio and it's significance for people in this room What if you need an obstacle removed over your marriage? The mountain movers here. How do I let, just let love in. Just let love, just let love grab a hold of your heart. Let love grab a hold of your heart. Rip your fear away from you. Rip your anxiety away from you. Rip your doubt away. Let fear come in and exit where fear came in let it exit let love escort it out <laughs> surely goodness and mercy is following me so whom shall I fear whom shall I fear whom shall I fear whom shall I fear what are you afraid of? If you Google the best is yet to come, if you Google it, give me a biblical definition for the best is yet to come. You know what it says? Pastor Phil, fear not. Fear is what stands in the way of your best is yet to come. And whom shall I fear? When surely goodness and mercy is following me. Kentucky Thunder. Kentucky Thunder. Kentucky Thunder. You need to write and write and write. Jonathan David Helser wrote a song that he thought was one of the worst songs he ever wrote and it was one of the most breakthrough songs for our kingdom family. I'm no longer slaves. I'm no longer late. To what? Fear. I am a child of God. Nobody will want to listen to that. It's been freedom for all of us. You write. Because it might be the song that you write is the one she picks to dance to. Because you made covenant tonight with a family and with Abba.
few weeks ago, uh, the Lord had spoke to me in prayer before one of our services. And I feel like it was a significant word the Lord gave me. And I feel like some of that's unfolding tonight. And there have been a lot of words spoken over you guys in your house, this house. But the Lord said to me, it was just maybe three weeks ago on a Sunday morning. On the same Sunday morning that a tennis player who hadn't been beaten in years was upset by a young, unnamed, no-name guy. And the headline read, The Future Is Now. And I just feel like that all, some of those things we've been waiting on and we've been saying, that's coming. The, the, the prophet said that's coming. Apostle said, this is going to happen. I believe the Holy Spirit's saying that, that the future is right now. The future for this house, for our house, for your house, the future is now. I had a uh, vision a couple minutes ago. Um, Jillian, I've never heard you sing before, but I saw you singing and out of your mouth was shooting lightning. And this lightning was going all over the place, all over the north. And so your voice is going to be lightning. It's going to reach out all over the north. Your voice is going to be what brings a lot of this generation in. Your voice is going to be what brings everybody into him. The future is now starting with your voice. So get ready. There's about to be some crazy lightning coming out of your mouth right now. You too were made to father and mother the next generation. There's a reason your whole facility's paid for because you'll never have to rely on tithers to pay a budget. I'm telling you, the word of the Lord is go get the next generation. Go get them. Ratcliffe, Louisville, E-Town, go get them. Go get them. Go get them. A mom and a dad is seated. And covenants being formed around you. I see Sunday nights where that's all youth. Because the truth is they won't be youth long. They're your leaders. They're your future leaders. Same thing in this house. We got 12 getting ready to come into homeschool. I said, Lord, what are we doing? He said, I'm giving you opportunity to day by day work with your future. I'm giving you an opportunity daily to pour it in 12. A generation is about to know Jesus. Proof is what's happening in this room. There's enough. There's enough engagement in this room.
Come on, put all your eyes on Jesus. Put all of your attention on Him. Let's just begin to thank Him for what He's doing in the room. Come on, let's worship Him. Come on, full engagement. Full engagement right now in worship. Full engagement. Let's stand all over the room. Come on. Stand all over the room if you're able. It's a sign of honor. He's doing too much in the room right now for us to just be spectators. Let's thank Him. Let Thanksgiving fill the room. Begin to release your sound. Begin to love on Jesus. we came for him and we've gotten all of him I didn't come to hear a song I didn't come to hear a sermon I came to encounter a king I came to encounter a king so your encounter is how much you want you stay disengaged you won't see him but if you search for him you'll find him he's here in a big way in a huge way
lift your hands high all over this room. Come on, just ask you for more, man. I believe we're standing underneath an open heaven right now. actually since I walked in here this this place when I say place I'm not talking about this room so we're going to get to that here in just a second uh, but these people mean so much so let's see if I can stagger how I want to say this starting with this as what I'm about to share with you is already on my heart Sarah Beth turns to me and shows me a verse out of Romans 12, starting at verse 3 through verse 5. Because of the privilege and authority that God has given me, I give each of you this warning. Don't think of yourselves better than you really are. Be honest in your evaluation of yourselves, measuring yourselves by the faith God has given us. And just as our bodies have many parts, each part has a special function. So it is with Christ's body. 
We are many parts, one body, and we belong to each other. So, what happens in what we're talking about cross-pollinization is the body acting out that honor of I see the value. It's the hand saying to the foot, I have need of you. Uh, So it started for me tonight in the fact that it's very easy for me to honor this house and I know that there's others that may have not and so uh, CJ was singing I call it the prodigal song I don't know what you call it it's your song you call it whatever you want Uh, I guess it should be called something more about the father than the son but in that story of the prodigal what happened was the son got all the inheritance and thought that they no longer needed the father because they had it all. And so they run and when all of a sudden they're living in the confidence of everything they have, they then eventually find out, hold on, the only way I got this was because I was in that house. And so I have watched these two walk so many people into places they could have never even imagined. Their marriages would have been gone. Their life would have been a mess. It was a mess when they met you. You guys, if you have erred in any way, it has been that you gave too much of yourself. It was never that you didn't give enough. It was never that you exalted yourself. You don't even have to ever be corrected on anything like that. I have said and said to you over different things like we're talking about, you know, uh, natural things. Jim, bro, you deserve a little bit more than this. I mean, what are you doing? You know, and I had to like, I mean it. All right, apostle telling, you know, it's like this is not right. You have not fought for yourself. You have nothing to prove. You do not have to argue with people that your life is the answer to all that you believe that that you stand for and that you are. And so here's what I know. Just like in the prodigal story, eventually the sons and the daughters realize, hold on, my marriage was a wreck. I inherited wholeness because I had a father and a mother. My life, my mental health, my emotions, but it was those conversations that I had with a father and a mother that helped me and stabilized me. And I know that you guys have no desire to be validated, but your heart hurts for the wandering son and daughter. And I just feel in my heart that they're coming to the end of the resources. 
they're starting to eat among pigs again. And privately they're realizing this was off and I messed up. And I just say over you, whether you can hear my voice in the natural or in the spirit, there's a father and a mother that are pacing the porch, son. Daughter, you'll never be rejected. In fact, you come home, the biggest party that could ever be thrown will be thrown. You are loved. The lie that you bought into that this is anything other than love, I just speak to the the testimony you have. This was never anything other than honest, pure, laid down, serving life of leadership that gave themselves and you got to taste the reward of that. So I dispel every bit of a lie that this is anything other than God and that they are anything other than gifts. And the son, while he was away, wrestled within himself, can I even go back? And there's a home saying, yes, you can. Yes, you can. Yes, you can. So we say, find your way home. Find your way home, son. Find your way home, daughter. This isn't control. This is your freedom. What we don't understand is is when we say that we have matured to the point that now in our maturity we've realized I don't need a man. What you're actually saying is I've matured to the point that I don't need God. Um, You know, Scripture says Jesus was teaching. He said, how can you say that you love God who you can't see? you don't love those around you that you do see then the principle can go the same on how can you say you honor God you can't even honor those that are right in front of you the proof that you don't actually live in honor is that you can't honor well I honor God I just no you don't based on what Jesus said no you don't experiencing you'll know what I'm talking about but there are some that's like you're saying this then you're saying this then you're saying this it's called a tug of war and Pops told me he said Brad rejoice when you see the tug of war because that means the good side is fighting he said he said you can get to where you're real disappointed because why is there I feel like they're, no, they're not. They are, they're not. And it's disappointing. He said, no, the side that wins is obviously pulling. This ends well. This ends well and in ways you could have never thought or imagined. 
So all you have to do is just keep on loving. And so inside of all of this, this uh, this family dynamic and the, the whole thing for the Brackens family and for all of that, I want, I want you to realize that you're not less valued because of any of this where you've spoken or who's hurt you. In fact, you've been seated inside a family and asked for, for nothing. You didn't have to perform. The dog and pony didn't have to come out and for us to say, let's see if we can vote you in or vote you out or, oh, you did. You performed good enough. Now we'll celebrate you. I say, and let me tell you this, for two weeks you've been on my heart and I think you had said it. I didn't connect that y'all were going to be here. Like you were on my heart and I'm like, why are they on my heart so heavy? And it ties back to your significant night, my significant night being the same night. That's really where I believe for me. So that's what? That's six weeks ago. Five, six. That's a, that has been stirring. And I want you to know, I feel like the Lord began that stirring and then brought you in. Like, no, no, no. No, your brothers and your sisters and those around you, there is a lot going on in the spirit and you don't have to worry you don't have to worry and here's the coolest part you've heard this from your father and now you can hear this from your brothers y'all can go lead like it doesn't matter if anybody wants to hear that right I mean you can't you know why because now you've got a whole family you can't fall you can't fail we won't let you. Not just our father. I mean, all of us say the same thing our father says. They don't want you. We do. If they don't want you, we do. I say that because that's what my father says. He said that over us. He said that over y'all. And it's the truth. And I want you to just sit in that spot like real comfortable. I want you to realize that that tug of war of, of I am, I like Pop says he doesn't know which one of us sons between me, Matt, and Bryn, like the time frame, it was all like in this same spot. So I'm one of the senior sons. See this white coming in. I'm, I'm, I'm passing it up. I get to eat cheaper already at Cat B's. Uh, but as a senior son, doesn't just happen to you because the enemy wants us to feel like we don't belong together. That's what he wants us to feel. And so I just feel like there is a grace as a brother to just tell you sit back in that seat. What seat? The seat of family. You belong at this table. You don't have to do anything to belong there. You don't have to do anything. And guess what? You can't do anything to get kicked out of there. Right? The 
way you can get out of there is if you get up and leave. And if there's anything y'all have proven, you're not willing to do that. So you win. So the last thing for me is, uh, it's so cool because you said this. I had just turned to CJ when you were talking about the, the four years thing. And I had felt during prayer that the Lord is bringing the ownership thing. You're going to own. And uh, when you said for years, I, when I was leaning over telling him, I said, now it's ownership. And you said, now it's ownership. So what I felt like the Lord was just nudging us in and I don't know what this will be significant but I just feel like it needs to be done and it's going to start being set aside is I felt the Lord just nudging that we're going to start taking in and that people are going to give towards I'm believing for $25,000 that you're going to then take that $25,000 you're going to set it aside because you're going to know what that's for when it comes but you're going to need that and that you know, when I think in terms of properties and all that God's going to do for y'all, I think $25,000 can feel like a drop in the bucket. But I just feel a significance on the twenty-five. Like you're going to have to have that because of what he's about to do. And so like the first check's coming from Hope Church. Like we're going to give into that. And I mean, like 25 places, I know $1,000 can come from 25 places. And so we're going to just believe that. And then when that comes, it'll be earmarked for that. Set it aside because whatever's going to happen when they're like, hey, here's an opportunity. We've got what we need to unlock and start the process. We'll have what we need to go for it on that. So I just, whatever that is, I just felt like it's time for y'all to be able to pay your own mortgage instead of someone else's. And I'll tell you what it was on the back end of. Uh, I remember it was a huge deal when God gave your, your home to you guys. And it was very prophetic. Like there was a lot to that. And I have watched a number of families that have followed suit that would have been renters all of their life that now own. And I felt the Lord just like, now it's time for this place. And it may be like really out of the box how this whole thing plays out. But if you're following our suit, it's out of the box. And here's what I will say to you on this. You talk about, you know, you you desire for everybody to get in on it. Like that is because you know what will happen for them. But the Lord did ours in ways that people I've never even would have thought. They've never been in our building. It was just say yes to this. Make this decision. Go over here. Do this. And by the end of it, we go. It was in, That started in 2014. And here we are now. And we owe nothing. 26,000 square foot. All renovated. All of that. You know. And I'm just believing God's going to give y'all the wisdom. It's just these these impulses. You're just going to know. He's going to get those nudges. So I just want y'all to be praying. I 
want you to be praying about giving in to that. You know, y'all figure out how you do it, how you take it up, you know, and, and how y'all continue to take that up as you're going to be accumulating that. Uh, but I just feel a celebration in my heart. Just like how it played out for y'all in your natural home, which is such a special place. Like when we come to your house, we feel like we're home. That place feels like home. Like that's what he's about to do with you guys. So, uh, yeah. So, yeah. You at least got our gift. So, if nobody else obeys God, we will. Like you started taking up an offering for us. I was like, I so into me. I so believe in me. I've seen the fruit on my life so much. I so right into me. I so I so into me. I I I've seen the vegetables hanging on my vine. All right, I'm done. Mikey, get Second Corinthians seven prepared for me. The place where you belong, where I've been teaching here recently. Wherever you're at, just have a seat. And we're going to end with this. But I don't know if we're going to end. I don't like using the word end. Because I believe the Lord has started so much in so many of you tonight. So even begin to think to shut off. I think growing up in in Pentecostal charismatic church, you have a move of God like this. And then like, okay, it's over. But I remembered something happening to me, an 11-year-old boy in Ravenna, Ohio, that when I would get wrecked on a Sunday night, I would long for Wednesday. And even at times, because of whatever circumstance, that my parents couldn't even take me. What happened to me at 11, you can ask my mom and dad, I would call people from the church. No youth leader had to call me. What happened in me? I was calling Charlie Erie, begging a man all the way from the other side of Ravenna towards southeast, will you please come all the way to Shalersville and pick me up so I can go get back in that encounter? And at 11 years old, what happened to you tonight? I, the next service, I'd lay in that encounter in an altar. And then when Sunday morning would come, I'd lay in that encounter. And I would wait in between services because we still had Sunday night. And I'd wait for that encounter. Here's what's amazing. At that point in my life, I thought the only place that I could encounter God that way was in church. And I'm now learning what I'm experiencing in this room in these moments like this. I don't have to shut off when I go lay in my bed tonight. When I get up in the morning, I can go right back into His love. And man, I know for a fact, as the papa of this house, there are adults, not teenagers. I'm with these guys too much. And when you're seeing them cry right now, it ain't because they've got a tug of war going on. It's because they know how loved they are. They're the 11. What's happening in Talani is the 11-year-old Jimmy. And she's probably not going to leave in the next 30 minutes. And she's not going to probably leave in the next hour. And when I start reading these scriptures again, it's going to stir back up in Chloe. 
just looking at Caden, I can tell he does not want to leave tonight. I think every time you lay eyes on Uncle Brad, it takes you back to Hope Church. If you would not have said yes, what's happening to that young man right now? Aren't you thankful, Dad, for an uncle like this? I know I am. <laughs> so adults in the room, hear me. I don't want you to carry shame. Uncle Bryn came in and set us up. I want you to be whole. And if you have a tug of war going on inside of you, of a whisper going, just run. Just get away from this. Then all of a sudden, the love of Baba's going, no, man, your future's in there. What they're doing, you know, has a future for your children. I know when we've had our tug of wars, when you look at her, and you look at Billy and Buddy, when you look at Audrey, and you look at Miles, and you look at Josie, you look at Isaac, and I look at my kids, my own tug of wars. I've looked at my own wife. I've talked to this man on the phone and said, I'll never leave. He can, he can tell for word. I've told him, I'll never leave for my wife and my kids. Even as much as I'm wrestling on the inside, me right now, as much as I'm wrestling on the inside right now, as much, not today, but at moments, Abba's love go don't you make a move for the sake of your wife and your kids and then you know what it really turns into don't make a move for the sake of yourself that's what it really comes to every time don't it but my love for my wife and my love for my children I've had those wrestling matches and 100% of the time Abba comes back and says your future's a part of this when the marriage could have been a shambles all money could have been ran out. Abba never let you drown. Because you've really been surrounded by him and a family the whole time. So where do you belong? You belong inside of love is patient. Love is kind. Love keeps no records of wrongs. Love is where you belong. Right in the middle of love is patient. And love is kind is the circle of a first dimensional dance with Abba that everybody in this room experienced that salvation of a first dimension that you were actually born in inside the heavens you were birthed out of love when the Father, Son and Holy Spirit created you they created you with one thing in mind and it was love. And anytime you get in a tug of war, it's because something's trying to pull you out of love. And I love what we've been doing here when we see the word love. We've changed it to life. So I want everybody to look at me. 
If you're struggling, am I giving an altar call? No. I'm giving you an invitation into love. Now, I'm not going to ask you to raise your hand. You know what I'm going to ask you to do? If you're struggling in the tug of war, because when Brad said it, it's like my insides, yeah, that's the answer. There's some tug of war going on in here. I want you to reach over if you have a tug of war going on. Because whoever you're sitting next to, no matter what you think about them, they love you. The person you're sitting next to loves you. I want you to grab their hand. And if you're struggling with the tug of war of life because your invitation is beloved, I want you to just close your eyes. Just close your eyes. And I want you to hear Abba speak over you of what your life is. Your life is large. It's incredibly patient. Your life is gentle and consistently kind to all. Some of you right now are in a tug of war. My life ain't gentle. My life ain't kind. My life ain't patient. The truth is, yes, it is. That's in you. That's in you. That is in you. So let's hear the truth. My life is large and incredibly patient. Come on, hear the truth of who you really are. My life is gentle and consistently kind to all. My life refuses to be jealous when blessings come to someone else. My life does not brag about one's achievements nor inflate its own importance. My life does not traffic in shame. Come on, somebody's getting freedom. Somebody's getting freedom. Somebody's getting freedom because love captured you. Love created you. My life, my life, will not traffic in shame or any disrespect nor selfishly seek its own honor. My life is not easily irritated. There's rest coming right now. Rest. You are not going to be easily irritated anymore. Why? Because love found you. Love is identified. Oh, love found you and love won't let you go. Love is not easily irritated or quick to take offense. Love joyfully celebrates honesty and finds no delight in what is wrong. My life is a safe place of shelter. For it never stops believing. Your life will never in love stop believing for what is the best for others. That's who you really are. That's who you really are, beloved. That's who you really are. My life never takes failure as defeat. And in my life, I will never give up. The tug of war is over. You're not going to give up. The tug of war is over because you're not going to give up. You're not going to give up. You're not going to give up because Abba believes what's best for you. You're not going to give up. You're not going to give up. Come on, some of you can breathe right now. You can breathe. You can breathe. I got these youth weeping right now. You want to know why? Because they know 
Abba loves them. Adults, get this tonight. Abba loves you. That's it, Glenn. Breathe it in. Breathe it in, buddy. Breathe it in. Breathe it in. Breathe it in. I don't know if you could sing that song playing the piano, but could you sing that song again? You want to know how I know this? All the awkward silence in South Carolina helped grow me. And I used to come back to this house and say, man, that awkward silence where nobody would speak and nobody would sing is where the tug of war rope had to snap. That's right where it had to go. So let's finish this tonight with Abba just loving on you. Some of you get to go back to those encounters where you just lay and cry. Some of you adults are going to move out of your seat and just simply lay before the Lord. Not at His feet, but on His lap your head on his chest. Thank you for listening to this message from the North Beat. If you would like to donate to this ministry, please go to www.thenorthgateoh.com and click on the link at the bottom of the homepage.